Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Green estate in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett Sacred rock was taken. Village stories, Dr. Jones. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. Archaeologists were always funny little men searching for their mummies. Mummies. Welcome everyone to another sequel week on Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I am Dan Teets. And joining me, our new Disney co-host, Cliff Jance of Isn't Any Good. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to talking about Temple of Doom. Yes, so you've already spoiled it. We yes, yeah, since it is sorry. A, no, sorry. you're fine. You're fine. I was about twenty seconds from saying it, so you saved it. We are back to talk about the second movie in the Indiana Jones quintilogy. Is that what they would be calling it now, or would it still be the quadrilogy? Since we don't want to uh, talk as about. As far the as I know, there's only three movies in the series. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there we... might be four. I haven't seen the newest one. There's definitely one one in 2008 though. No. No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a bad fever dream. Yeah. So we are back talking, as Cliff has said, about Temple of Doom. It was released May the 23rd, 1984. It did $333 million in box office revenue originally, which is $978 million in today's money. So definitely an increase over um, Raiders. I don't know if it was because people had heard of Indiana Jones or wanted to see what that Harrison Ford character was doing or if they just thought that temples were full of doom. Who knows? So this is actually one that I don't think I had watched in its entirety until I sat down to prepare for this movie. And now having sat down and watched it, there are parts of it that I wish I hadn't and we will yeah. break those parts down in a few minutes. What about you? How many how many times have you watched this one preparing, not counting the preparation? I don't know, because honestly, growing up, of the three at the time, this was my favorite one. 
Really? When I was younger, I liked this one a lot. And then as I got older, it kind of faded to the number three of the original trilogy. Okay. Uh, I, I can't explain why. I just, I don't know. There's parts of this one. Maybe it was the dining room scene where they're eating the weird stuff, which we'll get to later. <laughs> uh, like, there's just elements, I guess. Like, kind of like for me, too, with, like with the Star Wars trilogy, the original one. Uh, when I was younger, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, that one kind of fell behind the other two. But, yeah, growing up, like, getting further and further older, oh, there's certain things about this one, I guess, as more appeasing to a kid than it was maybe because the sidekick was a kid or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But as you get older, it's like, uh, this, this one has lesser elements. And I still love Short Round. It's mm-hmm. just maybe him having him as his sidekick just made it more, oh, oh look at that. There's a young kid running around with India here. So, as is the custom, well, as would normally be the custom, we would go ahead and break down the synopsis, but since this is a movie that probably everybody and their mother and father has watched, we will not do the synopsis. Instead, if you haven't watched it... I mean, it's like a week younger than me. (laughs) You're making me feel old. This I was ten years old when, or nine years old when this movie came out, man. So, if you haven't watched it, you can pause the podcast now, and we will wait for you to come back. And welcome back. So, I was actually thrown a bit by the fact that this movie was set prior to Raiders, until I started yeah. reading, and they said the reason was they didn't want. For the Nazis to be the main problem child to speak, as it was in the first one. But I didn't... The movie starts with a dance scene, and it kind of threw me off. I was like, what exactly am I watching? And we were set in Club Obi-Wan, so... Go back to the previous podcast recording, I thought it was a plane named Obi-Wan, but it it was a club. Yeah. And... The whole reason, apparently, that they were that they started the movie in the club was because Indy was supposed to steal something for a bad man from the Asian continent. Because I don't think you're allowed to call them Chinamen anymore. And they get into a scuffle over the amount of money that was promised and what was supposed to be given and everything like that. And there was a diamond that was involved that the main dancer decides that she wants the diamond and there is some nonsense about a poison that Indy drank which also harkens back to the previous movie because we said why didn't you just put the poison in the drink instead of putting it in the date so they took notes and figured try to kill off Indy three minutes into the movie and it ultimately ends with them getting away I think with the diamond and with the antidote, and Indy drinks the antidote after sticking his hand down the dancer's um, dress to get it out. Yeah. And they get and whisked. They use that giant shield. One thing I remember, they use like this giant coin or something to hide behind as they roll across the dance floor. Yeah. But... Which may have been another thing that made me laugh as a kid and enjoy. <clears throat> but I was definitely not expecting that for an actual opening to a film starring yeah. Indiana Jones, for lack of a better term. They almost made it to like a James Bond movie. Yeah. 
even with the tuxedos and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so they get outside, and this is where we get introduced to Short Round, who is probably my second favorite character in the entire film. Yeah. And he's... Has he stolen a car? Or was that Indy's car? Or I think he might have stolen it. I can't remember. I mean, I remember he had the boxes tied to his shoe so that he could reach the mm-hmm. pedals. But I can't remember if it was Indy's car. Or it probably was stolen because why would Indy have a car in China? And so they get away and they hop on a plane that may or may not have been a TWA plane because I don't think it was because it had chickens on For some unknown reason, that was the only plane that was flying out of China that night. Yeah, it was a cargo, cargo plane. Yeah, and so Indy and Willie, who is the lady that we both love and adore in this movie, <laughs> hop on board with Short Round, and Short Round's got Indy's bags. Yeah, Actually, um... There's a cameo in this scene that uh, I actually I forgot about until I rewatched it and I heard the voice. Uh, somebody helping them onto the plane is actually Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. Okay. So making him actually part of two of the most successful movies of 1984. This and Ghostbusters. What? No, not that movie. Oh. <laughs> My favorite movie of all time. Yes. No. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, what other movie was he in? And was he in Groundhog Day? No, that was, that was later. But no, I remember, I'm like, cause I remember I was, there was a camera, and then I, like, I hear the voice whenever he's loading him up onto the plane. I'm like, holy crap, Dan Arkwright is at this, in this scene. Yeah. And so, Harrison, I'm sorry, Indiana, I don't know why, well, actually, I know why I call him Harrison, because that's what I think I got three quarters of my notes as, is Harrison, but he, he comes out, and he's changed out of his tuxedo into his normal archaeologist gear complete with the whip and he lays down and he proceeds to go to sleep and so does Willie and the next thing we know two people they don't show well the pilots uh, when their planes flying off you see that it's the villain's name that's what I was thinking of and when we're talking about um, uh, Rage of the Lost Ark talking about the plane's name it's the villain's name on the plane or not the main villain of the movie, but at the beginning of the movie. So the pilots belong to him. So he's like, oh, we can't get away. Yeah, which is the way that they do things in the 80s. They just go ahead and keep yeah. throwing them at you, no matter how you want to get away from them. And so next thing we know, we see the pilot and co-pilot climb out the back, open the door. We see chicken feathers flying everywhere. And I think Willie is actually the first one to wake up. And she realizes there's nobody flying the plane, and they're flying directly into the Himalaya. Yep. And so she wakes up Indy. Indy comes in, and this is where, well, not the movie hadn't already fallen off with a dance scene to start with, but the airplane has a steering wheel. Not joysticks, not rudders like you have in normal planes. This is a actual, legit, keep your hands at 10 and 2 steering wheel from an old car. And it's both the pilot and co-pilot that have these wheels. Now, I'm... I never noticed that. I gotta, gotta watch that then. I'm <laughs> no 
by no means a aviation expert, so somebody is probably going to write in and say, well, that was standard back in 1930s. They didn't start the joysticks until whatever. So if that's the case, please write in and correct me. But I had I don't think I ever saw a, a steering wheel on an airplane. And so, of course, since the plane's going down, because Indy doesn't know how to fly it, because I guess he forgot how to fly the Millennium Falcon in the interim. He decides to shove a um, life raft out the door and open it up, and they start traversing the mountain. And I didn't know that pine trees grew in India. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's common knowledge right there. Oh, okay, well, yeah. I, I, I guess I'm going to have to brush up on my on my Indian... Indian plants. Yes, my Indian um, natural geography and things like that. But this is where we actually find out the real reason for this movie. The reason why it is called the Temple of Doom. Because they end up walking into a town that has been stricken by the power of the dark light. Which was one, there was a stone that was providing everything for their town. And it was stolen by the, um, you'll find out it's by the thuggy, um, marauders later on. And so, of course, Indy has to go and retrieve the stone because with it comes fame and fortune. Yes. For some reason, that's what he's interested in in this movie. Well, I believe they also saw all the, they kidnapped all the kids from the village too, did they not? Yes, they, they kidnapped all the kids and somehow one of them made it back and told them where to find the stones. And so we set off on a trek and Indy's on a elephant, Short Round's on an elephant, Willie's on an elephant backwards. And I actually think I had this this as a children's book, or as a picture book, which is not your typical seven-year-old, eight-year-old book that they would have, but I think I've still got it laying around here somewhere. And I think I always laughed when I saw Willie on the elephant backwards. But So they get to the outskirts of the temple, which they are going to the Pancot um, Castle, Instead of going to Delhi, which is where Willie decided that she wanted to go. And this is where we find out about the Thuggy Rebellion, which was first made manifest in the Mutiny of 1857, which I vaguely remember reading somewhere in one of the myriad of history books that I've read in the last couple of years. And you have a Maharaja who happens to be, what would you say, 10, 11, somewhere around there? Yeah, maybe not even that old. Uh, Maybe even like 8 or 9. Yeah, and so he's sitting down, and they start bringing out all the courses, which is a anaconda, which is stuffed with live snakes, followed by a beetle, followed by eyeball soup, and for dessert they had the chilled monkey brain. And Indy earlier in the movie had made a comment about how it's improper to not eat because... The people don't have much, but you never see him actually get offered any of this food. It's always Willie that's getting the food. And of course, she's turning up her nose at it. And I think at one point she says that she wants to borrow a short rounds hat so she could throw up in it. And then when she finally sees dessert, she passes out. Yep. 
I mean, I think we're supposed to just assume a man of culture like Indy has tried all these foods. Yes, of course. We brought in Willie to be the damsel of distress. uh, Any scene that she's in in this entire movie. Yes, she was a very shrill scream, which resonated numerous times through this movie. Every time that something happened that she was not ready for, she would scream and I would try to mute it and turn it back up and she'd still be screaming so she thinks that indy has the hots for her indy thinks that that he that she has the hots for him and so they start talking about how they won't be able to stay out of each other's cabin for five minutes no four and a half minutes and so they go back to their respective rooms and indy gets jumped by an assassin and this is where the whip actually comes into play, literally, because Indy ends up choking the guy on a ceiling fan with the whip. The strong ceiling fan. Yeah. And the fan was actually not on when Indy went into the room. So somehow the fan got turned on during the fight, just so that way the guy could get caught up and meet his untimely demise. And somehow Indy gets the whip back. We don't ever see how he does that, but he has it when he goes over to Willie's room. Well, no, I think when he first goes over to Willie's room, he tells Short Round to get all his stuff. Oh. And he goes over to Willie's room to, like, start looking to see. I mean, I don't know why. The assassin was in his room, but I don't know why he went over to her room to look for the trap door. Yeah. Unless he was... Well, he went over there to make sure that there wasn't any other assassins. Anybody, yeah, that's true, yeah. And then he starts looking at the sculpture. Yeah. In particular, the anatomy of the sculpture, and that's where we're going to leave it. Well, to be fair, he thought he thought of air, so he knew what sculpture to look at. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and so he starts pushing, and of course the trap door opens, and Short Round comes back, so Short Round had to dispose of a assassin to get in yeah. his <laughs> yeah. whip. Yeah, get him down off the ceiling. Like, put it, put it in reverse. <laughs> yeah. This is where we actually get introduced to our villain of the film. Which I don't even know what the guy's name was for this. Oh, Mola Ram. Yep. And apparently he has the ability to take people's hearts out of their chest, have the chest reseal up, and then he burns them alive. They're so that still way alive. Yep. So that way their heart catches on fire in his hand. Without burning his hand. It's yes. an incredible power to have. Yes. And so. The guys that are working the cage, they flat out reminded me of David S. Pumpkins Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> unsee it once I saw it, and I'm like, any questions? Yeah, now that now, next time I rewatch this, I'm, that's all I'm going to see now, too. Thanks. Well, and see, with this, I think there was seven guys that was that were the initial quote-unquote stooges that were like pulling up the chain unhooking the the cage all seven of them are as white as you and i are yeah and yet they're working in a indian cult so once again it comes back to not portraying people the way that they're supposed to be and if this movie were to be remade today 
they would have to get a bunch of indigenous people to play these parts. Yeah, but I think part of that, too, is this cult is all about putting people to not to... This might not be the case, but they were also... They could have been British soldiers yeah. as uh-huh. well. Because, like, I mean, part of it, like, they make you drink that... Um, it's like a type of blood that, like... Because they... Well, we'll get to it in a second, but they yeah. kind of do it to one of our, our main characters here. That mm-hmm. makes you just, like, as I think they described it as you're living in a dream, but you have mm-hmm. no control over what you're doing. Yeah. So that, that might have been the case. It might not have been the case. I don't know. Well, I kept waiting for Tom Hanks to show up and ask any questions <laughs> for these guys. So, um, Molaram pretty much says that the... That his intention is to get rid of the British, then the Muslims, then the Hebrews, and then the Christians, and then his cult will rule the world. And so Indy gets down there, starts trying to get the rocks, because there's three rocks and all of them have diamonds, supposedly, that when you put them close together, they started glowing and yep. give the cult their um, powers. And Mola Ram, by default gets the powers from it so when indy describes the rocks and says that there are diamonds inside of it suddenly willie's interested in getting these rocks because all that she's worried about is fame and fortune and glory yep but she gets captured indy gets captured gets forced to drink the potion short ground gets put in the mines because all the other kids that get kidnapped because there was two other stones that have disappeared over the time, and Mola thinks that they're down in the mines somewhere. And so, when Indy starts trying to resist, the Maharaja picks up a voodoo doll. Which yeah, because he's under the same um, trance. Yeah, the same potion that they put Indy and some of the other ones under. Mm-hmm. But once again, I didn't know that they had voodoo dolls in India. I thought that was a um, Caribbean. I I think they did have them in India, too, because that might have been something like pirates brought to other parts of the oh, world. Okay. Again, I'm not trying to get historical on here because I know we will get torn apart if I try to use my knowledge of history. <laughs> it is not very good. Outside of movie history, my knowledge <laughs> of history is not yeah. very great. But I think like it, that did start in... India. Okay. Well, and see, we probably will get threads or whatever on this or on the on the actual forums about how we messed up and didn't do this right. So I'll take the blame because I was the one that brought up the the voodoo doll because it, it threw me out because everything that I've ever seen showed them not originating in India. But you're probably right. Uh, so, the pirates could have brought it in India. You know, like it's. At this point in time, it could have been brought from anywhere to anywhere. I don't know. But so, I will say, that kid was creepy under the uh, yeah. influence of the poet. Because I remember, it's like, oh my god, this kid is terrifying. Yeah. And so, Short Round gets put in the mines, and he's somehow put in chains. And every time that they turn away from him, instead of working on what he's supposed to be working on, he starts working on his chains to get him un- un- um, hooked. And somehow that happens, and he gets out, and he comes to the rescue, tries to stop Indy from putting Willie in the cage. And I was wondering why they didn't rip her heart out. 
would have yeah. made for a much different movie because we wouldn't have to worry about her for the last 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was wondering that too when I was real. Cause I, I always thought I remembered them trying to do or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, they just put her in the cage and maybe they just wanted to get rid of her to, uh, I don't know. Again, why wouldn't they take the heart out though? Or, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't with that one. Or maybe it was just to make sure Indy, because Indy was in charge of doing everything, so maybe mm-hmm. it was just to make sure that he was under the influence completely. Yeah. But. And so Pumpkin Studios start lowering her down, and somehow they get stopped, and the cage just sits there. And we don't ever see why the cage stopped, because with the guy that had his heart ripped out, they didn't stop it. They just kept on lowering it and lowering it and lowering it. Well, I think uh, that's when Short Round showed up. And, like, he hit okay. one of them. And I think he hit the, like, whenever that happened, it hit the switch that stops it. Okay. So I remember them, like, later on, like, after that, he, like, has to pull the switch back for it to start lowering again. Okay. So Indy shows that he is not actually under the power of the potion. Well, Short Round burned him. Yeah. And that Which... knocked him out. Which the fire was the way that everybody came back from not being under the power of the yeah. of the potion. And so he starts to fight with Molaram and they end up getting Willie out and next thing we know Indy's down in the in the mines with the kids trying to start a revolt. Yeah, because they said we gotta escape and he says everybody And that was actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie is him like, they show something and they kind of just zooms. It kind of reminiscent of him coming out of the shadows in the very in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just like one of those, okay, we're just going to show you he's a badass again type of thing. And so, of course, there's a, all the kids get out and they start overrunning everybody. And then your fight scene breaks out between Indy and the wrestler that got better from his last movie. <laughs> from the propeller. Yeah. Grew a beard and grew, other hair. Yeah, he grew a beard and he was dressed as a, I guess, a Indian um, slave driver. Is that yeah. what we would call him? And so he and Indy start fighting and the Maharaja's got the voodoo doll. And just about every time that Indy's looking like he's going to win, he sticks him with the pin. And, of course, Indy has problems. So Short Round has to go take care of the Maharaja. And meanwhile, Indy's just telling Short Round to get out of there. Yeah. And Short Round frees the Maharaja by once again burning him with fire. And the Maharaja tells Short Round that they need to take the left tunnel out of the mine, which we all know what's going to happen there. Or not. Yeah. And I really don't know why Disney didn't make this tunnel run into a ride. Or why Paramount didn't yeah, make I was thinking about that last night. This would have been like, one of the most be badass rides for the 80s. I mean, yeah, now it would be a little bit dated, but you could turn it into a 3D ride now and make it even better. Yeah, I was wondering uh, that, too. Uh, one scene before we get, because I remember watching this, and while Indy's trying to escape to get to the uh, train cart or whatever, the, yeah, the little mine cart, mine cart that Willie and Troll Round are on. Mm-hmm. He's being shot at by so many people, and like, okay, so these are like stormtroopers here. (laughs) None of them are hitting at all. Like, everything around Indy is being, like, shot at, but nothing is ever hitting him. Who knows? They might have been where Boba Fett was brought from. Yeah. 
So, the tunnel run goes on forever and ever and ever. I mean, this thing must yeah. have run like six or seven minutes. Yeah, it does go on because, like, they have the one cart, another scene where people are, like, caught and shooting at them and nobody gets hit. Mm-hmm. They have that one cart behind them for a while. Yeah, and then Indy grabs the gun from the one guy that's shooting at him, like, three feet away and not hitting him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they stop the cart because Indy, well, Short Round breaks the brake. And so Indy somehow decides to take it upon himself to stop the cart before they run out of um, track. Yep. And, and stops just in the nick of time. Yeah, stops just in the nick of time, and then suddenly his feet are on fire. Yep. And meanwhile... And he sees the water he needs, and yeah. obviously they're not. <laughs> yeah, and Mola Ram has told all of his guards to knock down a water tower, which causes water to go everywhere, and so India and Willie and Short Round all climb out of a hole that they found. And they're all cli- they're all clinging to the side of a mountain, and somehow they make it up the top of the mountain, and then they go over a nice little rickety bridge, which is where we find out that Willie is scared of heights. Amongst everything else in the movie. Yes. I mean, it'd probably be easier to say what she wasn't scared of. Seducing men. There we go. Yeah. The end. And so we actually get... After they get to the top of the mountain, Indy gets surrounded. You know, we get a call back to Raiders because we get the guys with the... We get a couple of guys that actually have swords that are trying to fight with him. And he goes for his gun. And Willie had thrown his gun out probably an hour and 15 minutes prior in the movie. And so he never thought to get another gun from anybody to replace that one. And so he takes off after he beats one of them. He dodges one of them, and then like he pulls out the whip and uses the whip to bring the one sword back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And meanwhile, Mola Ram has climbed out the other side of the mountain and is standing on the other side of the bridge. Yeah, he has men on both sides now. Yeah. And it's Indy and Short Round... Well, it's Willie and Short Round that are closer... And then Indy's, they're actually at the end, end of the bridge, and Mola comes up yeah. behind them, and he sends some of his men in, and Indy starts making indications that he's just going to cut the bridge, because apparently well, first he... first he just wants to throw the rocks over, and they tell him, like, well, we can make you disappear, but we'll find the rocks. Yeah. Even though we showed how infested the waters are with alligators... Would it be alligators and or crocodile, crocodiles in India? Right? One of those. One of those two. One of those reptilian monsters. Yes. Don't attack us in the comments, please. <laughs> so they send the men down to take Indy, and then Indy cries out something in a short round in Chinese that makes short round say that Indy is not nuts, he's crazy. Yeah. The exact quote is, he or no you're... nuts, he crazy. Yeah, because he starts, uh, he immediately starts, like, wrapping his arm in something to kind of, like, give him better hold, because he knew what Indy was about to do. And so Indy chops the rope, and, of course, all of the men go tumbling one by one by one. And Molaram decides that he's going to climb down to where Indy is. And I was wondering why Short Round and Willie didn't start climbing up the bridge while Mola and Indy are fighting. Yeah, they did, but I think at first Molaron was trying to like 
go after them to like throw them over too. So they kind of got slowed up for a minute and they kept kicking him. And then he fell down to where Indy was. But then after that, why didn't the two of them just take off? Instead, they're just hanging there watching Indy. And it's not, I don't know. I'm probably well, I mean, well, they were up there because they get surrounded by British soldiers for a minute while Indy's still climbing. But so I, I didn't pay close enough attention to the time span to where they got over and mm-hmm. they're still fighting over the stones down below. Yeah. But the way that Indy ends up getting him is because he gave. He imbibed, or he mentioned Shiva, and suddenly the rocks start glowing. <laughs> and bless you. Thank you. And Molaram goes after the rock, and he falls and uh, dies a very grisly. That was a very grisly death yep. that he had. And the one thing, speaking of the gators or the crocodiles or whatever it was, every time that one of the men would fall, all that you would see would just be pieces of the material and then a gator doing a roll and it's like, that's how they I don't think that's how gators work No, but but for the effects of the movie there's enough to terrify you you don't want Indy to fall into that water but Indy ends up somehow keeping the one rock that the people that had been brought by the dark light into bad times needed and so he brings it back to their to their um, town. Village. Yeah. And... Along with all the children. Yes, along with all the children. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. And then Willie decides that she's not going to go with Indy, even though Indy was headed towards Delhi, because Indy doesn't know how to show, show a girl a swell time. And that's the end of the movie. Well, they do kiss right after yeah. they get sprayed by the elephant caused by Short Round. Yeah. But yes, we do. We did not like the woman in this movie, or I didn't. She grated on my nerves from the first time that I saw her until she got sprayed at the very end. She was scared of everything. I don't know how she survived not eating anything other than a banana and an apple. I think is all that Indy actually brought her. Yeah. No, it was just it was kind of just it was weird. Um, I mean, like I feel like Kate. The actress's name is Kate Capshaw, and I feel like she played the character that was written for her very well. It was just weird to go that direction um, after you have Miriam, who, even though she spent half of Raiders captive of the Nazis, Mm -hmm. was very much, in my opinion, less of a damsel in distress than Willie was, because Willie spent the entire movie telling you what she was afraid of, what she didn't like, screaming at nothing half the time. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a very weird direction to go with Indy's love interest in this one compared to what they went with in Raiders. Yeah, and it would have, it would have. I don't know if it would have made for a better movie if they would have had Marion back. Yeah, but I mean, because they did hint at in Raiders that there's a lot of story in the past with Indy and Marion, mm-hmm. and they just, I mean, they talk about it a little bit, but you know, you know, you never see it, so. It's like five minutes of the movie that they talk, if even that. So this one is not as good as as Raiders. No. It will not be as good as... I feel like it would be better. Yeah, if you take her out, it would have been a a much more enjoyable movie, but then you wouldn't have had somebody screaming every 38 seconds when she comes on screen. Well. I can deal with that. (laughs) 
Yeah, the that that was my main beef with the movie, with the with the exception of a few nitpicks, which yeah. you heard those. I mean, even for me, like when they're escaping with the kids in the mines, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, these kids know that they can fight back and drop a bunch of rods. Like they could have been doing this from the beginning. They didn't need one yeah. man to show up with a whip to do it, but it was just like one of those climaxes that seemed to be a little bit more convenient. Mm-hmm. For a lot, but as a whole, like there's still stuff in this movie that terrified me. Um, it still had adventure. It still had Indiana Jones. It had short round, who I thought was a great sidekick in this movie. Yeah. So now, speaking of short round, do we know if he was in the wheelchair of destiny? And no, I'm gonna keep calling it that until I actually yeah. watch it. <laughs> you don't think he was? But uh, I'm sorry if my audio just changed on me. I think my AirPod just died. Mm. Uh, but. Um, I know, because he showed up with the preview, and I was like, a lot of people kind of wanted, like, Harrison's getting as old as he is, maybe give, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Ki Hu Kwan a uh, chance to um, re-bring it back his role. Mm-hmm. Especially with how good he did and everything everywhere all at once last year. Well, I know that before they were talking about this last one, they were talking about doing it with Chris Pratt. Yeah, God, I hope not. I mean, if you're not to with one of these original characters, you don't need to reboot it with a younger Jones. You don't need to, like, wait. Once, this is one of those franchises you just need to let, like, when Harrison Ford's done, unless you want to let, like, let Short Round kind of take over the reins, Mm -hmm. you don't need to keep this one going. Well, they kind of almost killed it with that movie that neither of us have ever watched, so. Yeah. How do you survive an atomic bomb or refrigerator movie? Yes. Yeah, no, it's like, like I'd be into watching short round take the reins, but yeah. that's it. I don't want, like, I don't want to. Oh, let's do uh, Chris Pratt doing a younger version of Indiana Jones. No, we don't need to do that type of stuff. Well, there is one worse version that you could go with, Mr. LeBeouf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's what one character they don't need to bring back either. Yeah. But what do we know? We never saw the movie. Yeah. I know. It could have been a great movie. I don't know. <laughs> well, we will probably cover that one when we get to the 2000s. And as I said on the last podcast, it will probably be one of the worst movies that we will rec- we will cover that year. So, yeah. Unless somehow George Lucas decides to go in and edit it, like they have done with all the Star Wars movies and everything else. <sighs> Alright, well, we are going to leave Indy behind because we're actually going to go back to the normal Disney movies. Next week we will be going with another weird movie that Disney made in the 80s. This is Faruza Balk in Return to Oz. Oof. Oof. I haven't ever seen that one. I just know it caused a lot of nightmares for kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Why not reboot a franchise that was 60 years old and had never been made a second movie out of? So that is next week. If you want to write us, tell us what we got wrong. Tell us the vivid history of voodoo dolls in India. You can do that at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. DMP, of course, stands for Disney Movie Podcast. You can rate us, review us. Give us one star, give us five stars, whatever, on whatever streaming device you happen to be listening to this on. I do know that we have listeners in Norway because they have 
come in big time this past month. So if you are in the great white north, we appreciate you. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you're looking forward to. But as is always the case, until we talk again, stay safe, stay hungry, and stay out of Indian um, dining when they are serving monkey brains. We'll talk to you all later. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Captain Blumbert was just telling me something of the interesting history of the palace, the importance it played in the mutiny. It seems the British never forget the mutiny of 1857. <laughs> yes, well, you know, I think there are other events before the mutiny, going back a century, back to the time of Clive, that are more interesting. And what events are those, Dr. Jones? Well, if memory serves me correctly, this area, this province, was the center of activity for the Thuggy. Oh, sneak surprise. What's the surprise? Dr. Jones, you know perfectly well that Huggy Cult has been dead for nearly a century. Yes, of course. The Thuggy was an obscenity that worshipped Kali with human sacrifices. The British Army nicely did away with them. Well, I suppose stories of the thuggy die hard. There are no stories anymore. I'm not so sure. We came from a small village. Peasants there told us Panko Palace was growing powerful again because of some ancient evil. Village stories, Dr. Jones. They're just fear and folklore. You're beginning to worry, Captain Blumber. Not worried, Mr. Prime Minister, just, uh, just, um, interested. What? <laughs> You're not eating? I had bugs for lunch. <laughs> Give me your hat. Why? Because I'm going to puke in it. <laughs> you know, the villagers also told us Pankot Palace had taken something. Dr. Jones, 
In our country, it's not usual for a guest to insult his host. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about folklore. Excuse me, sir. Uh, do you have anything simple, like soup? What exactly was it they say was stolen? A sacred rock. <laughs> you see, Captain? A rock. Something connected. The villagers rock and the old legend of the Shankara stones. Dr. Dodd, you're all vulnerable to vicious rumors. I seem to remember that in Honduras you were accused of being a grave robber rather than an archaeologist. Well, the newspapers greatly exaggerated the incident. And wasn't it the Sultan of Madagascar who threatened to cut your head off if you ever returned to his country? No, it wasn't my head. Then your hands, perhaps. It wasn't my hands, it was my, my misunderstanding. Exactly what we have here, Dr. Jones. I have heard the evil stories of the thuggy cult. I thought the stories were told to frighten children. Later, I learned the thuggy cult was once real and did of unspeakable things. I'm ashamed of what happened here so many years ago. And I assure you, this will never happen again in my kingdom. If I offended you, then I am sorry. Ah, dessert. Chilled monkey brains. 